I'm coming to you this morning, this beautiful, glorious Christmas morning. Um, whatever I've said in the recent past about what I thought was an ideal diet was really an austerity that had to bring me to this point. So when I was saying I was like starch-free or something, that is true, but it's not good enough. So I've gone back to eating starches, but only in the format of tuberous starches, such as potato starch, in the form of potatoes. But I, in order to do that and get away with it and not become a self-induced drunkard due to the candida in my intestinal tract, turning that starch, which I cannot digest anymore due to antifreeze poisoning 20 years ago, reducing my stomach acidity, my hydrochloric acid production down to almost nil, and you need hydrochloric acid secretion in your stomach to be able to break down starches and proteins. So in order for me to get away with eating starch, <clears throat> I have to eat chicken. And there's no way around it. Uh, fish is nice, but it's not good enough because chicken actually helps me face myself. And that means when I sit down to meditate, I get results um, instead of just thoughts, thoughts, anxiety, anxiety you know, mantra, mantra, once in a while. Um, so I have to eat chicken, and there's no way around it. And not just once a day at the end of the day, but throughout the day. You know, I don't have to have it first thing in the morning, obviously, but, um, you know, around lunch, late brunch, whatever. Because I really, sometimes I don't eat a breakfast, or it might just be a snack. This morning I had the most beautiful breakfast. Unfortunately, applesauce comes in too large a container for me to finish off, even in the small containers. I can only eat half of it because I also consume a whole small container of coconut creamer. It's the most fantastic stuff. It's made with coconut cream and almond milk. It is fantastic. So I have that with the applesauce. And then I had salt-free potato chips. Um, and... I finished off the coconut creamer by putting in my protein powder of choice is rosemary leaf powder. You know, if you look at the plant and you look at the various sections of a plant, they tend to congregate certain nutrients in certain parts of the plant. For instance, the roots tend to be rich in carbohydrates, while the leaves tend to be rich in protein. And the protein is in the form of readily digestible amino acids. <clears throat> So rosemary leaf powder is excellent because of its high antioxidant properties and because it is rich in protein, which is easy to digest. And considering the fact that I don't have much stomach acidity, uh, I can apparently I can digest the protein inside of chicken, but I don't eat much chicken, very little, and I only need a little to set my metabolism straight. But having um, things like um, almonds, you know, nuts... I can handle nuts, um, and I, in fact, I have pistachio nuts to munch on and cashew butter, along with this beautiful coconut almond milk creamer, uh, coconut uh, cream, actually, creamer. Um, so now what I do is, when I eat a meal, and it seems to be only once a day, but uh, I, I like to keep it around, you know, midday-ish, not at the end of the day, um is chicken soup, basically. But it cannot be noodles, no grain products whatsoever. So I have to stay away from all grains and grain products, such as soy sauce. Um, beans are okay, but um, 
not to get in the way of the chicken. So, and I don't know about other beans, actually. I, I, I shouldn't say that. Soybeans are okay. Tofu is okay. But um, I don't really need it if I'm eating chicken. So, um, And some kind of potato, uh, baked potato, uh, potato wedges, so long as it's not loaded with salt. So I have to avoid salt. There is salt in foods, but if I don't notice it, it's okay. But if it's excessive, like potato chips normally, the way they're salted, nah, it's poison because it pushes the iodine out of my body and I need the iodine to get my metabolism going. And so I need to retain the iodine. The lighter weight halogens push out the heavier weight halogens. And that's why fluoride and fluoridation and fluorine is considered a compound that induces stupidity in people because iodine is what raises your IQ. And anything lighter weight as a halogen will push out anything heavier. So astatine, which I don't know if it's in any food, it may even be poisonous, uh, but that's lighter weight than iodine. Iodine is very uh, heavyweight uh, atomic element on the periodic chart of elements. So there's a lot of halogens underneath it that are lighter that can push it out of the body. For instance, bromine. Uh, a lot of flowers, fortified flowers, are bromelated. Up until the 60s, they were iodated, which is good for us. But they stopped doing that because they realized people's IQs were going up. I guess they needed to keep our IQs down so that we could buy into this false sense of security and a good life, when in reality, it's just materially good, but it's fragile around the edges, eating away at its stability. We have no idea how much our military keeps everything on the up and up. Anywho, um... So bromine will push iodine out of the body. Chlorine will do it, or chloride ions, ions such as salt. Um, and fluorine is, the, is, I think, the lightest weight halogen, if I'm not mistaken. So <clears throat> I have to avoid heavily salted foods. And I love potatoes. It's the only starch I can get away with, provided I you know, keep chicken in my diet. So... Um, I have to get salt-free potato chips. You know how easy it is to find salt-free? You pro Oh, boy, I had on around, but I found it. And I got a stockpile this Christmas Day. You know, everything's closed, so I got food in the car uh, keeping me alive. So I've got chicken stock-based uh, vegetable soup in the can. And then I got uh, vegetable soup without chicken stock. And I got coconut creamer that has almond mil milk in, uh, to dilute it down in various flavors, have potato chips, salt-free, um, what else? Oh, and then I discovered in the baby food section, uh, who would think to go look, you know, Ch pureed chicken. So <laughs> I've, I got chicken broth stock, and then I got the chicken itself in small pouches, just big enough for my appetite for chicken, you know, <laughs> baby size appetite. It's really cool. Um, so I've got like everything I need, and then I got my juice to drink. I'm switching. I'm going to try out Martinelli's um, apple juice to see if I like it any better than the uh, vitamin uh, water brand of artificially constructed beverage. Um, I cannot consume apple juice uh, or fruit juice concentrate. It's syrup 
it's not real fruit anymore. Once they cook it down to a concentrate and then reconstitute it with water, it's not fruit anymore. It's been chemically altered. Louis Curvron can testify to that in his book, Biological Transmutations, uh, published in the 1970s. It's still available in print. You can get it on Amazon. It was translated from the French, because he's French. And it, he literally states in there, when you dehydrate fruit, for instance, you chemically alter. Uh, the fructose turns into sucrose. You know, it's not the same anymore. The mineral balance it becomes altered, <clears throat> all because of spontaneous biological transmutations which takes place. <clears throat> I'm sorry. <coughs> I have a lot of mucus. There we go. So I keep kind pepper capsules in the car at all times. I must make use of cayenne pepper or else I could have strokes. I've had many strokes abundantly 10 years ago when I was undergoing a lot of stress. So I learned, oh yeah, Ayurveda pushes uh, knowledge and awareness of cayenne pepper is good for cardiovascular health. I forgot about that. Well, now I don't let myself forget. And I have silver wire, four nines fine, and all of my beverage containers steeping away, releasing silver ions to help my immune system because I can get a sore throat just from kissing somebody on the lips. <laughs> I can tell you, I, if anybody should be afraid of coming down with something, it would be me. But I don't because I just drink the beverage and my sore throat from k kissing somebody on the lips or eating slightly uh, spoiled chicken uh, goes away. Um, slowly, <laughs> not immediately. Uh, what else? Oh, yes, I keep seaweed laminaria genus handy. Um, in case I get nervous tick, uh, ticks in my fingers or whatever part of my body. And if I should get a claw for cramped feet in the middle of the night, which is rare, but there's no way to, for me to straighten it out manually because it's locked, I have to drink my pee and that it, all, it loosens up and then it's fine. Um, what else do I do? I think that's it. Oh, once in a great while, I will have a few granules of borax. Um, borax is a healthy thing. It raises testosterone levels in the body. And if you've had your foreskin removed at birth, such as I have had, our testosterone levels are not normal. They're depressed. And that's why we become very often, more often than not, impotent at around age 50 is due to foreskin removal at birth. A little tidbit uh, you learn when you study these things. <laughs> so borax does help. The boron helps uh, boost uh, testosterone levels and can make you a little horny. You know, <laughs> I don't know about for what it'll do for the, the gals, but uh, for us guys, it's, it can be a little hornifying, if, if there is such a word. Um, <clears throat> but I don't have it too often because it's extremely alkaline and it, so I usually have to hide it in an acidic base or a sweet base such as fruit, you know, or a lemon or, um, you know, anything sour, pickles. I don't eat pickles anymore. I really don't need to. I just have to stay away from grains, all grains and their byproducts. So I was buying tofu that's braised, you know, it's already been cooked in like soy sauce. And it was giving me jumping feet problems. So the problem I have with grain is that it feeds the fungus in my feet and stimulates them during the night 
when I'm not active and it makes a hell of a time to go, try to go to bed because the fungal strands in my feet are busy twisting, turning, whatever, and they're in between the strands of my muscle fibers in my legs. So it's very uncomfortable. I've got the toenails to prove of my fungal feet status. I mean, they're yellow and they're curled and they're thickened and they're ugly. Uh, this is a condition I have throughout my body that's been going on for 20, 30, maybe more years in various stages of getting worse. And eventually, uh, such people uh, lose their legs. They get them amputated. So, yeah, I don't want to lose my legs. Um, <clears throat> so what I do is I try to control or diminish the impact that the candida has in my body. And one way is to avoid all grain. Now, my potassium iodide tablets that I keep handy in case my nasal passages should become inflamed in the middle of the night and I can't breathe or any other reason to step up my metabolic rates to improve efficiency, unfortunately does have an excipient uh, filler of raw rice flour. But it seems to be mildly tolerable by my body, mildly. <laughs> um, and I don't take it unless I need to take potassium iodide anyway. But I was intuited, <clears throat> I did receive the intuition twice, several, uh, about a year ago, on uh, spread a few months apart, very <clears throat> poignantly stark, strong intuitions that I needed to stockpile potassium iodide because there's going to be some nuclear event occur in Southern California and that I should be prepared and I will lose all my hair. <laughs> you know, just like chemotherapy patients, you know, leukemia kids uh, will do when they go through that treatment. Um... But I have stockpiled the stuff, so I do have it on hand. But um, it's not something I'm going to dispense. <laughs> Give me your firstborn children and maybe I'll... <laughs> you know, I, really, I mean, I, I do need to keep it for myself. Um, what else? So applesauce is good. Yeah, I mentioned that. Um, and raw fruit, The you know, in the markets, they'll have little fruit bowls of raw fruit and it's beautiful but unfortunately today they're closed so I made use of my applesauce in a jar my organic applesauce but yeah I love the watermelon they'll make or the um what's the other one I love oh tangerines oh yeah when they peel the tangerines and stick them in a bowl I'll take it I'll pay the extra money yeah why not that and watermelon yummy but not this morning but that's okay um, I guess that's everything I had to say to bring everything up to date as to say, you know, what do I have to do to eat to stay healthy when I'm living in a cold car, car camping, homeless. I have to stay away from eggs because they're too rich for me. I get a sore throat in the middle of the night because it's too cold for me to tolerate eating such rich food. I have to stay away from dairy products because I'll get too much mucus. I used to love to have a small pint-sized bottle of buttermilk in the summertime when I first started becoming homeless. Um, but I can't do that now. <laughs> and ice cream is out of the question. Well, because of the fat content, my left hand starts to hurt, and then I realize, whoopsie, I'm going to be killing myself if I keep eating ice cream the way I do. Um, uh, I can tolerate yogurt, but I have to read the labels. The vegan yogurt comes with food starch, corn starch, modified starches, so I'm hesitant to go there, even though I love this stuff you know, cashew-based, whatever. And a wee brand <clears throat> or label of um, 
yogurt is clear of any kind of starch content. They don't add any starch to thicken it up. But again, it's a dairy product, and I'm just assumed stay away from all milk, butter, dairy products, whatever. Keep my mucus levels down as low as I can. <laughs> as low as I can. They're, they're high enough as it is. And the cold weather day, it just makes it worse, obviously. Now I think I've said enough to update my latest venture into this, I don't want to say nightmare, I want to say mirage, because, you know, it was only a nightmare in the beginning, when I didn't know how to cope, and when the cold weather set in, of course, and I'd get sick eating spoiled food, so now I'm learning to throw away anything left over that's been opened from the day before so the applesauce will have to go by the end of the day if I, or by tomorrow if I don't finish it off by tonight. And a lot of times things spoil even by evening. Um, I had to throw away something that I opened in the morning was no good by evening. Um, I can't remember what it was. It might have... Um, yeah, I can't remember what it was. But it didn't keep. Just a few hours it did not keep. Oh, it stank horribly, and when I opened it up, a bunch of pressure was released, so I was surprised, (laughs) shocked. Um, Yeah, I have to be extremely careful that everything I eat is sterile and sterilized. So I had a stuffed potato yesterday, and it was, I think, sitting a while in the display case without anybody... uh, taking a hold of it, and even though I put it in the microwave for two minutes, it wasn't enough to stable, to sterilize it. It was enough to heat it up, though. So I'll probably have to microwave things for a little longer. And of course, I never stand in front of a microwave when it's running. I've learned the hard way. That's one way to get sick, <laughs> is to stand in front of it. So I make sure I'm off to one side with a very nice metallic object between it and me, like the uh, a cold uh, juice dispensing unit in the uh, in the market where I was nuking the uh, stuffed potato um, because it's not it's a dangerous device it was really not made properly for safety in mind and even if it were the frequency that it produces backs up into the wiring of the building that you're in and can be aggravating if you're sensitive to that kind of thing like I am but it is a convenience I have to admit and when you want to nuke a cold um, stuffed potato with no cheese, just veg- stuffed with vegetables, a nice baked potato with no salt content, that's, it's, it's a trade-off, you know, it's a juggling act to try to figure out <laughs> how to make our way through this world. It's, like, it's a razor's edge. It's like, you know, Somerset Mog said when he wrote his book, the title of his book, it is a razor's edge, the path of a yogi. There's no question about it. All your karma comes uh, piling up and chasing after you and making life challenging. You don't go too far to the left or the right or, uh, you know, trying to stay in the middle is not easy. (laughs) It's tempting to go off middle, you know. It's exciting that way, right? It's fine when you're young. You can get away with it, but not at my age. (laughs) And not born sickly with all kinds of poisonings along the way, like growing up in a home for 20 years with asbestos in it, you know. <laughs> it's like, oh, no wonder I cough so much during a meal or just in the plane in the morning. 
Um, my mom came down with cancer and had to have some lymph nodes removed. My stepdad came down with um, um, prostate cancer. And so uh, I didn't come down with anything noticeable, but then I don't go see a doctor. I usually try not to. And I do so many fasts and stuff that I, you know, I do protocols. So I've managed to avoid death so far. <laughs> but um, that's basically what I do. I play a game of putting off death as long as possible. Because, you know, being alive is an opportunity. The angels are waiting in line to come into Earth. But they don't want to come here now because they know they'll be caught up in all of this material materiality, this consumerism that we're, that is rampant. They, they know it'll happen. They, all they have to do is take one look at us and get caught up in it and then have to come back lifetime after lifetime to deal with the karmic uh, repercussions. So they want to wait until the Aquarian age is in full swing, and it's not in full swing yet. It's dawning. That's true. Oh, yeah, life is getting better, but it's not in full swing. And until this materialistic culture that we live in collapses and is replaced with something better, you know, sharing and caring for one another. They're, they don't want to step into a human body to become uh, God. They know they have to come this way and become human. It's the only pathway to God realization. And there are many types of lives, many types of creatures in creation but none of them know God directly. Only the human is capable of knowing God directly, whether or not we do. <laughs> but at least we were born with that birthright. Whether or not we seek it is another matter, or even know that it's possible for that matter. <clears throat> but no, not even the angels know God directly. They, they have to take God on faith, completely on faith. And most humanity does and has to, because... We don't avail our, ourselves of yoga, or we're just plain not lucky enough. We don't have enough good fortune to spontaneously uh, fall into such experiences, which good people do tend to do once in a while because they deserve it. They're, that's you know they're good people. That's why. That's why it occurs to them, even though they're not on any official path of yoga. It doesn't matter. They deserve it. So. Whatever we deserve, we, we either seek out or it comes to us, seeks us out, because we deserve it. Whatever it is, good, bad, or indifferent, whatever we deserve, we either seek it out or it seeks us, because we deserve it. Um, what else? I think I've covered just about everything tangential I can think of, <laughs> going off course from... Uh, the, what I eat these days, you know, it's it's a highly personal thing. This probably bores most people. What do we care what you eat, you know? But, you know, this is what I do and I have nothing else better to do or I don't want to do anything else at the moment <laughs> except tell you what I've learned, the latest uh, thing. So I really, in essence, should not be eating any starches. Yet I miss it. And so that's the way I compensate. I make sure I eat chicken um, in the diet along with the starch. And I make sure I limit my starch to tuberous starches, such as potato starch. And then I'm okay. I can live with it. I, and I won't get too drunk. <laughs> a little bit, yes, I will. But um, that's, that's pretty obvious to me. Um, but at least not enough that I become snooty, you know, get an attitude, you know, 
yeah, I don't need to live with attitudes. I don't need to have an attitude. I, I just want to be innocent about everything and open-minded, which is a challenge. It's a challenge to do, you know, to keep that mind open and receptive and not snooty <laughs> with an attitude. But anyway...